Everybody, Darren Garman here with Trot. Darren Garman, how are you? I am doing good. Hey, good to have you. Thank you. And before we go any further, we better welcome everybody to the Heartland Multifamily Show. The place. For all things multifamily. For all things multifamily. And, you know, a lot of the episodes, Trot, I kind of start with um, what I think we're going to talk about. Maybe some things that have been going on that I think would be pertinent to what, um, to what we should discuss on the episode. But I'm going to turn it over to you this go-around. Um, and here's how I'm going to set the frame for you. Uh, kind of give some thought to what's been kind of going on around the office, maybe over the last week, what we've been doing, what we've been talking about. I mean, that you can talk about, okay? Um, and why don't, you, why don't you bring something up and let's touch upon it and let's talk about it. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. Well, there's a there's a little rumor flying around the office right I now. I love rumors. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it? And it might be about you. Good. Someone told me, I don't know who, that uh, you might have a new revised copy of one of your old books. Was it your first book, probably? Man, Really? Yeah, so that's that's a rumor. Um, that's a rumor. Well, the rumor in this case, um, the rumor would be true. Oh, okay. uh, the rumor's true, and uh, so uh, I uh, I wrote a book in two thousand and nine, uh, and this was pretty close to the uh, to the real estate crash actually. And the book, the title of the book is the Nine Month Investment: How to Achieve Ten Years of Wealth Accumulation. In as little as nine months, and what what I what I discovered um, when I wrote the book. So let me tell you why I wrote the book because you're probably going to have some questions about it. I would guess uh, I wrote the book because uh, in buying multifamily properties uh, for the three or four years prior to writing the book, here's here's what we were able to do. Right, almost kind of like this train is kind of what we were able to do. So. So one property we purchased for four million one, and within nine months it was worth five million eight. Pretty good, right? Another property we purchased for two million five, one hundred eight units. So the first one was a hundred unit property, four million one. It's five million eight. Actually, less than nine months later. And by the way, this is all documented. This isn't, you know, blue sky making shit up. This is like documented. Okay. We still own these properties today, and you know you know the properties actually. Um, 108 units, two million five, four million two, like seven months later. Okay, um, even some smaller properties, like a 12 unit property, we bought for four hundred thousand, and appraised for five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Actually, about a year later, and so what I was doing and how I was going through that process. You know, the average time was about nine months. We were taking properties that were worth X amount of dollars, making them worth a hell of a lot more in a short period of time. Okay. So I'm talking to people about this and just having conversations, especially some of our partners. And what do you think they said I should do? Write a book. You should, you should maybe write a book about how you do this because to you, this is something that isn't really so different or so unconventional but to a lot of folks like us this is 
pretty unconventional. How did you do it? What did you do? What was your process? What, et cetera, et cetera. So, so, uh, 2009, I decided to write the book, the nine month investment book, uh, published it, uh, through a publisher. And, um, I mean, the book did fine. It wasn't a New York times bestseller or anything like that, you know, but the book did fine. I've gotten great feedback from it. Great feedback over the years. Um, and, and so to your question, if you fast forward to today and I thought, you know, a lot of those strategies and a lot of those things that I did and that I passed on in the book for others to, you know, learn, understand and do themselves, um, are applicable today as applicable today as they were in 2008, 2009. Um, however, there are some things that are different. Obviously, because here we are, you know, not quite 20 years later, but pretty close. Um, there are some things that are different that cause me to think, you know, it's probably time to revise that book, plug in there the things that are different today that multifamily investors, actually both passive and active too, need to know, uh, need to understand and need to implement along with the tried and true things that are still as applicable today as they were then. Uh, revise the book and uh, make sure that that it can still be a, a pretty good tool to use for, you know, for multifamily investors. So the rumor is true. Try the rumor is true. Uh, the revised book it will be. It'll be ready soon. By soon, I would say within the next thirty to forty-five days, it'll be ready to go. Um, you know, Amazon and places can be. Uh, can be uh, purchased and, and we'll have, I mean, we'll have some special things going on as a result of the book too, of course, once it gets closer, but, but yeah, the rumor is, the rumor is true. What what do you call a rumor that's not actually a rumor? Is it a fact? Is it? I guess it is. Yeah. I, don't, I never thought It's not a rumor. It's fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a fact that you heard. Yeah. Okay. Not a rumor. It is fact. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, Here's like a suggestion I have for you. Uh, why don't, with that as kind of our foundation so far in this podcast, uh, why don't you ask me maybe the top two or three things that you think based on what you know about the book, okay, based on what you know being with me, hang, you know, being with me and, and doing that, why don't you ask about maybe the top two or three things that you think um, our viewers and listeners would want to know about regarding that book? And that way I can give them some information that, you know, I think could be actually pretty good in terms of takeaways, but also, yeah, is this something I want to maybe look into and maybe get more of this information, and maybe grab the book? Why don't we do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, it would really, uh, start from the beginning of the process and how do you find these deals, these nine month investments? Okay. All right. Cause yeah. it's, it's like you said, it's a little bit unconventional it is. as from outsiders looking in, they say it's unconventional. So, I mean, it, it, it almost sounds unbelievable. Almost, yeah, sure. Right. You know, tell me something else. Like almost a get rich quick yeah, scheme yeah, or something. Uh -huh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so obviously there's different ways. I mean, you have to look different places or know different people than you would for just a normal deal. You see it on the market, the yeah. local MLS, something like that. Yeah, that, that's true. So really, so the, so the, the examples I gave you 
are real documented examples. Right. Um, I mean, go ahead and pull the property deeds, pull the records. You'll see me as the owner. You can see the company is still the owner of the, at least those properties I talked about. And there's others we could talk about too. But uh, so what I'm going to tell you is, again, I want to just emphasize this based on this, this really is the case. Uh, so to your, to your question, how do you find them? Um, the first thing is you, you're right. You can't go through it conventionally. Right. It, you can't, you can't expect to find those properties that you can buy for four million one. Do some work to them, and not it does not necessarily physical work, fix up work. There's other kinds of work that I of course detail um, in the book on what to do and how to do it. <clears throat> but take it for five million one, excuse me, four million one to five million eight. Okay, you can't conventionally go do that. So you can't. Bad news, you can't sit back on your computer. Pull up a couple of websites, do some surfing while you're having a soda, coffee, or drink, or whatever, and think these are going to like magically pop up, and you're well on your way. No. Uh, so you can't do it conventionally like that, nor is it as easy as, well, you know, I know a couple of real estate agents in the market. Um, I know a couple of people that got their real estate license. I'll just contact them. Um, I know that they have some open houses once in a while, and I know they're kind of active in the market, so I'll contact them to maybe see if they can help me. So either, so even though both of those, what I just mentioned to you, are not total, they're not terrible ideas. They're just things that won't get you these kind of properties that we're talking about. Okay, so let me give you, let's do this. I'll give you two. Let me give you two things that I think everybody can do and should do because it's they're real easy to do, but most people don't do it. So the first thing you want to do when you want to find these nine-month kind of multifamily properties that we're talking about, you want to locate the person or persons in your market that specialize in selling multifamily property. That's all they do. That's like 95 plus percent is what they do. Okay. And they're there. So depending on this, I mean, if you're in, if you're in Galbraith, Iowa, it's going to be hard to find that person, okay? Because it's got a population of like 500 people. So yeah, what I'm saying, you probably may not apply so much if you're living in Galbraith, Iowa, okay? But if you're living in a fairly decent-sized city, what I'm going to tell you is exactly the case. So you want to find that person, and they're there, if you do a little bit of research, who specializes in the sale and acquisition of apartment properties. That's all they do, okay? They're a real estate agent or real estate broker, but they specialize just in that. And that's who you want to have on your team to find these properties. Because think about it. If you're one of these people and you're in the market talking to, being around owners, investors, day in and day out, year after year after year, that is an exclusive shortcut to finding these kinds of properties that can do this for you. Okay, that can do this for you. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm going to be having a free webinar coming up, the links below, on how to correctly and with low risk invest your IRA or 401k in really good multifamily properties. A majority of our investors do this. I do this personally. It's not illegal. Make sure you click the link below. We'd love to have you. So that's number one. Well, Find and, these and, people. and going on top of that, I think the longer you have the relationship with, you know, the go-to person of the market, the higher up you get on the phone call list of, hey, I've got this deal. You know, it's not always, when, once you build that relationship with 100%. that person, 
they start calling yeah. you rather than you calling them. Hey, you know, you got anything? Yeah. That doesn't, it's more, hey, I got this deal. And you're one, two, three, not down. That's a great point. That's a great point. Let me, let's, let's talk about that for just a second because I, and I probably oversimplified it a little bit. I did say find that agent or broker in your market that specializes in the sale and acquisition of apartments and you want them to be your go-to person. Okay. And you, you made a great point. You just can't call them once or send them an email yeah. and say, Hey, um, I'm looking for an apartment community that, you know, here's, here's kind of my criteria. Here's the size. Here's kind of what I'm looking for. And when you read the book, the nine month investment gives you, you know, some, uh, uh, some criteria to go by that you can share with, you know, folks like the real estate agent or real estate broker. I don't, we won't spend an hour going through that now, but it's there. Okay. And you, you share that with them. And then you consistently after that, continue to communicate and follow up with them because you are one of probably 15 people that have called them that day saying, Hey, can you be on the lookout for a good deal for yeah. me? I mean, come on. Okay, but if you if you invest in that relationship with them consistently with your time, you'll find to your point that they will be more apt to be on your side, work for you to find these kinds of properties, and you actually being the first person that they present these properties to. It's happened for us. Okay. So that's the way that it works. It can't be a phone call, an email, and then you don't follow up for another six months thinking that they're got you on the top of their mind. No, it's you and 40 other people that are on the top of their mind. So to break through that and be the person that is the go-to person for the property that meets that kind of criteria versus anybody else, you're right. You got to be spending that and investing that time with them. Definitely. Um, so that's the first way. Okay. The other, I'm going to add to that. The other way you find these is, so let me ask you a question. Um, when someone is thinking about selling an apartment property, um, they're thinking about it, they're having conversations about it. Maybe they're doing some analysis on how they're going to do it. If they're going to sell, who do you think would be one of the first people that finds out about this? Well, probably their management company. Exactly. Property managers. Yeah. Yeah. Property managers. And so that's your other source or property management companies and property managers. Because in most markets, one of the first people to find out the property is being at least being thinking about they're selling the property. It's the property right. manager. Yeah. So what we did and what we continue to do is we not only have brokers working for us, we also contact property managers and we want to make sure we're on the top of mind with those managers. So if and when those owners decide, hey, it's about time, we want to be the first ones contacted. We want to be the first ones that show up to the dance and we can start having those conversations with those owners. Now, most people don't do either one of those two things when they're trying to actually find any good real estate deal, period. They won't do that. But if you want to find that nine-month investment kind of property that we're talking about, um, there's some other things to do, of course, but those two would be like the must things you got to do. So we've talked about how you find them. Okay, we've talked about that. Do you think that every apartment property is a good property to own? <laughs> no. 
just because actually, it's a multifamily property. Do you think so? We're, we're out there and we're looking, but we've got to have some criteria. Right. Right. We've got to be able to have some criteria. And I do talk about I've got a long list in the book, but why don't we do this as part of the second? Why don't why don't you. Let me let me t- put it. What do you think would be one of the criteria for an apartment property that you'd want to own that meets that nine month investment litmus test? We can buy it for X. It can explode in value in as little as nine to 12 months. And here we realistically are. Give me what you think would be part of a criteria. Give me a guess. Well, to, to get this specific type of deal, you want to mm-hmm. look for low rents. Okay. Great location. Okay. Well, low rents meaning, you know, you have, you have room to increase. Okay. Um, again, you good location. Okay. Now, stop right there. You're exactly right. So I'm going to drill down even deeper with you. Let's see, let's see how you do here. What kinds of property do you think I would want to avoid? Actually, this was one of my favorite parts of the, the original book. Okay. And, and my favorite one was um, the converted housing. Let's talk about that. Oh, God. Let's talk about that. That is That's a nightmare. And, That's and, great. And when I first That's read great. it, I was like, huh, you know, why? You know, mm-hmm. you, we got more units. Oh, and then we started touring some, um, you know, looking people looking to sell. And I was like, holy crap, this is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so it made a whole lot of sense. And it yeah. just felt yeah, like... We've recently seen a few of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So let, let's talk about that. There are some properties you want to avoid. Now, here's like my disclaimer on this. I'm going to give you my opinion if, on getting a property in that nine-month investment litmus test again. Get it through that. This is You could have somebody sitting right next to me that could own these kinds of properties for years and think I'm absolutely crazy. Okay, but I'm just giving you my criteria on what I avoid in the properties that I've learned to avoid. Um, uh, let's 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 start with that. One. I'm, I'll maybe add two, maybe one or two more. Converted housing. Yeah, you want to avoid converted housing. So in other words, what this means is uh, it used it was originally built as a two and a half story Victorian mansion in 1925. And sometime down the road, somewhere down the road, it was converted into 19 sleeping rooms, rented out by the day, and that's the kind of property that it now is. It is. You want to run away from those as fast as you can. Anything that's converted like that is going to have consistent repair, maintenance, and resident issues. Okay. Not 100% of them. No. Not all of them. But a huge majority of them will. There's a couple of exceptions here and there, but those kinds of properties to meet that nine-month litmus test trot, you hit the nail on the head, they can't be converted. Here's the other conversion they can't be. They can't be, it used to be a warehouse or an office building, and we've done all of this conversion work to it, and now it's an apartment property. Do you know how many mechanical and structural issues you're going to have moving forward, even after you've had the best and brightest work on that for you when it's not originally built like that, telling you from experience a ton. Run away from those too. Run away from those. So when it comes to conversions, yeah, no, they're not nine-month investment kind of properties. Avoid the converted house. You avoid the converted commercial building. You want to stick to garden style built as apartment properties, period. Easy to remember, right? Garden style built as apartment properties. That's usually your best bet. So yeah, conversions would be another, would be one property to avoid. Can you think of another kind of property we should avoid? Well, I think the area is important too. Yeah. Um, Big time. 
Um, and I think any market has areas that you, you want to avoid because you're going to have problems no matter what. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you do. You can make them look as nice as possible. It doesn't matter. They're just not going to not gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and that's not a surprise to anybody watching or listening is location. But here's what you want to do. And here's how you implement this little nugget into your nine-month investment litmus test. Okay, what you want to do is you want to look at the location within a half mile to a mile area. And you want to ask yourself this question. Is this a saleable location five or ten years down the road? Okay, so you want to kind of mentally project in your mind after doing like a concentric circle of half a mile to a mile around where you're looking at buying this property, where it's located. You want to see what's going on around there. And you get the feeling that, you know, there's a lot of, is there economic growth? Is there construction? Is there a lot of stuff going on? A lot of commercial things going on? Or are there a whole bunch of boarded up windows, cars in the yard with the tires off on blocks? Okay, what's going on? And you take that information and you mentally project into the future, what's this going to look like? Because obviously value and of course resale has a lot to do with how an investor sees your property and how much they'd be willing to pay for it or how much it would appraise for and the location factors into that big time, big time. So do that quick that quick study in terms of what's going on a half a mile. Do a little concentric circle drive. Check it out. Or if you can't do it, have somebody do it for you. Around a mile, do the same thing. What's going on economically? How does it feel? Do you have cars on blocks? Do you have boarded up windows? Do you have graffiti painted on a bunch of places? Or is there new construction? Is there vitality? Is there things going on? And make sure you use that as part of whether or not this is a nine-month kind of property. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, so then, you know, you do your litmus test, you find your agent, you get the call, you check out the place, you love it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is the nine-month, mm-hmm. well, it's the place for all things multifamily. Yeah, so let's take a quick step back. You've done the work uh, to be able to have somebody help you find a property that is a candidate. Okay, it's gone from candidate and now to you figured out this is, hey, this meets the nine month litmus test. It's maybe it's past those two criteria. It's not converted. Area is great. I mean, there's other litmus tests too, but the, the, I know, I know this is a nine month investment kind of property. I'm going to be able to take it from here to there and you're excited. Okay, now what do you do? Do you think you sit back? Think about it for a couple of weeks. Maybe run it by your uncle, maybe your aunt. You know, maybe talk to your brother a little bit about it. Maybe read a couple books kind of about it and then make a decision. I mean, I'm saying that. You you know where I'm going with this. Right. Or do you put that thing under contract like now? Right. You put it under contract now. And here's the key. You don't have to have anything worked out or figured out before you do it. You just do it. You just do it. Okay, so with almost without exception, any property that I've bought in the last 20 years, I put under contract first, then I figured everything else out later. I didn't 
get my financing ready, get my insurance ready, get this ready, get that ready, get my company documents ready, get everything prepared and everything ready to go, um, then I'm kind of ready to go. Right. No, that's what conventional wisdom is. We do things in nine-month investing unconventionally. You put that sucker under contract now. Then you worry about everything else. Why do you do that? Two reasons. Number one, if it is as great of a deal as you think it is, it should be because it meets that nine-month investment criteria, you can't afford to let somebody else get there before you. You can't afford to. Because the more you procrastinate on it, the chances are greater and greater somebody else is going to slide in there and before you know it, you're going to call the owner. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Well, I put it under contract. A guy came in last week and we agreed on price. What? We've had that happen. I've seen it happen. So you don't have time to waste. That's number one. That's the big reason. The big and the main reason. But the second reason is if it's as good of a deal as you think, being able to take care of all of the supplemental stuff that you need to do is not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem. Financing shouldn't be a problem. Insurance coverage shouldn't be a problem. Well, let's say maybe you got to find a partner or two, even if you have to do that. Well, if it's as good of a deal as you think it is, do you think you're going to have a problem with this? Not a chance. No, you're not. You're not. And I have over 20 years of track record that proves that that's the case. Okay, so how do you buy them? You just put them under contract, get them under contract, and then you work on all of the other things. That is how most of the top, I'll just call them deal makers. And I'm not necessarily just talking about real estate. That's how they operate. Let's get this thing locked up. We know we got a great deal. Let's get it locked up and worry about the details later. That's exactly how you approach this too. But think about this. Would you rather do it that way and it not work out because of a surprise and at least have a chance at it to get that versus dragging your feet, thinking about it, procrastinating about it, getting all of your ducks in a row perfectly, and then hopefully you're still able to pull the trigger because hopefully it's still available. Uh, we've talked about, let me think, we talked about how you find them. Right? We talked about that nine-month investment kind of properties, how you find them. We talked about a couple of that to avoid. And I I've got like six or seven more that you got to add to that list, but we, we, we won't go into all of those right now. Um, there's a few other ones, yeah, you want to make sure you avoid. Uh, and then how to buy them. I mean, we oversimplified that a little bit in terms of how you do that because there's other things obviously involved in that process. But the big picture thing there, though, is get those things locked up and get them under contract. Uh, and there are those kind of nine-month properties out there. And here's the real cool thing. With what's going on in the economy right now, what's happening right now with um, higher and higher interest rates, um, higher and higher expenses that multifamily owners are facing, in addition to their high debt, they've got high property taxes, huge increases. They've got high insurance premiums. We know this, huge increases. The ability to find a nine-month kind of property today is huge. It's, it's realistic 
because there will be a lot of those opportunities out there because there will be probably more than what we've seen in many, many years, multifamily owners struggling to contain their costs and pay all of their bills while getting a decent return for them and maybe even their partners at the same time. So in other words, the timing is really, really, really good for this too. And so this has been good. I appreciate you, I appreciate you bringing up the, the rumor yeah. about the nine month investment book I because- Declared as a fact. Well, yeah, it, it, it is a fact. And you know, just got done revising it and it should be available here within the next 30, 45 days. Uh, and so obviously, you know, on our podcast, I don't know how long we've been going here. I think on this episode, about a half hour or so, we can't cover the whole book. That's what a book's for. You know, we can't hit every page of the 200 or three, 200 and some pages it is um, to cover that with you. But what I thought, since you brought it up, would be a good idea is to, you know, maybe talk about a few pretty key parts of that book that I think will resonate with a lot of folks that are listened or watched. Um, and the biggest thing I would tell you is that, again, it sounds unrealistic in a lot of ways, but I can tell you through experience, it's very realistic. It can be done. Those kinds of properties are out there. And like I said, even more than what we've seen in a long time, I think they will be available. Um, and having that book in your hands or on your bookshelf at the very least, I think can be a pretty good a lever for those that are serious about checking into this to uh, to check out and and see what kind of opportunities you can come up with. Yeah. Um, so let's wrap up, man. It's been good having you and the rumor mill turned fact mill brought to the table on this episode of the Heartland Multifamily Show, the place for all things multifamily. For all things multifamily, thank you for joining us on this nine-month investment episode, I guess we can call it. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you. Bye-bye.